thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the pressure of of what I'm going to say. Yeah, I was going to say it was a bit easier when you know what you're going to preach on. But when you have to hear God, it's a little bit harder and, yeah, scarier. But, yes, thank you. Trust that God will speak. He's already been speaking um, this morning. So um, I know that he will continue to speak. So it's really lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. there's loads of faces I recognise, but there is also loads of faces I don't recognise. So that's really exciting as well. That means God is on the move. He's growing all the communities and there's lots of good stuff happening. So for those that don't know me, my name's Acacia. I've been going to Cornerstone for longer than I want to con- confess, but it's been over 10 years. I've been here a while. We started. Um, I started coming here in the Jasper Centre many moons ago um, and it was called Medway Family Church and what an amazing thing that God has done over the years that I've been here. Um, For those that don't know me, I have been trying to get out of Medway for a really long time (laughs) but God had other plans like I'm sure he has for loads of you as well Um, but I'm so thankful as well that he didn't listen to me and he didn't listen to my plans but he you know he provided opportunities for me to stay and what an amazing privilege it's been to just be part of Cornerstone City Church to see what um, God has been doing and to see where we are today and for those of you that weren't there last week the baptisms that was super exciting um, lots of people got baptized there's people from Rochester community and Lottie's here I just heard your story on the day so I've never met you but it was really great to see what God's doing in you and also that you know Mark as well we heard so which is crazy because God just, he has a way of doing things, doesn't he? He has a way of making connections um, and he's on the move. So it's just so exciting to see what um, what God is doing. So, and to be here, what privilege to be here and dedication week. So, um, so that's really cool as well. So I'm going to just kind of move on. Um, so when I was preparing, I th- um, the thing, the, th- the words that kept coming to, to mind was about um, walking whilst we're waiting um, I feel like there is um, something that God wants to speak to us about the fact that we're all waiting for stuff, but actually he wants us to be active and um, not be passive, but to to take steps of faith whilst we're waiting for things. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about um, what, what it looks like to walk whilst we're waiting. Um, so some of us, so we're all waiting for different things. Um, some of us are waiting for... Um, God's promises to just be revealed. Some of us are waiting for new jobs, for an open door, for breakthrough, for healing in situations, for relationships, for salvation, for friends and family. Um, So we're all waiting for various different things, but thankfully um, we serve a God that is a God of the impossible and that he can um, break through and he has promised us a lot of things. So we're going to... just look at Romans in a little bit. I'm going to read it. I'll read it first, actually. So I'm just going to read from Romans, um, Romans 8. Um, just check where we're going to. Romans 8, 22 to 28. <clears throat> it's like I need to get glasses, guys. Um, 22, right. Um, It says, for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who are the first fruit of the spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For this is hope we have been saved. 
Now hope that is seen is not hope for hope in what for who hopes in what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And then it goes on. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for or pray as we ought. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with the groanings, with the, with groanings too deep for words. And then it goes on because the spirit intercedes the saints according to the will of God. So, yeah, so we we know that creation is um, is waiting not only creation, but we're waiting as well. So as um, Nat said, we're going through the, the book of Joshua. There's been lots of stuff that's been um, happening so far. I don't know where we're at. I think we're on Joshua 9 now. Um, and then Joshua talks about lots of different things, about waiting, about battles, about the fact that God has promised um, us lots of different things. And it also points to, I remember reading chapter 7, where um, Achan um has like commits some sin and the sacrifices is death really and then we but we serve a god who um has sent jesus and jesus is our ultimate sacrifice so um it's amazing really that even in the old testament it still points to jesus and thankfully we don't live in the old days now where we have to die or have to make sacrifices but jesus lives in us and um and because of jesus we have um he's paid the ultimate sacrifice it talks about victories that we're waiting for and also God has promised um that that will come to pass and it's also there's whilst they're waiting for various different things um there is a lot of pain and disappointment as well um so we're a little bit like the Israelites we're walking and we're just waiting for God's promises but we're also taking steps of faith so what does that look like in our lives so what does waiting look like um, I remember one of the stories, um, I can say it a little bit, but um, in England, a lot of people like to wait in queues. Has anyone ever noticed that if you fo- if you see a queue, you look around and people just join them. And so <laughs> when we was coming back from Bolivia, classic uh, different people, um, we had, there was a massive queue and our flight was delayed when we got back to Spain and we was waiting and we, um, to go back to, to fly back into um, Gatwick and Nat saw a queue and he was like get me in that queue and he was he was like I'll wait in the queue and I was just thinking no I'm not gonna wait in the queue I'm just gonna wait until everyone goes um so I was just like you go wait and I'll sit and like I've got a picture just like it's only Nat like literally everyone else is waiting because they know the flight's delayed so everyone else is sitting and it's like two or three people and Nat's one of those people so it was just hilarious to um to see but isn't that what we're like we can either be like like really keen and we can wait well I'm just gonna say Nat did wait quite patiently I was quite impressed so I was just sitting um reading my book um at the time but isn't that what it's like sometimes sometimes we can eagerly wait for things and we get into a queue and we join it other times we're sort of a little bit like oh come on god like what are you doing I'm just gonna you know chill I'm gonna do my own thing and do um do some of my own things so sometimes waiting can be really difficult and it can be really challenging and we all face waiting seasons in a different um in different ways so but what I felt God say is that when we're waiting for stuff it doesn't need to be passive it's an active thing it's actually there's things that he wants us to do whilst we're waiting for um for various different things 
Um, I was just oh, coming back to Lottie, sorry to pick on you um, again, but um, just hearing a little bit, just literally heard it last week, so it's not loads that I know, um, but people have been speaking into your life. You've got friends and stuff that have been around and that have pointed you to Jesus through, they've, some of them have been through difficult situations, but through it all, they've just been pointing to Jesus. When I've I've spoken to Mark previously and he's going through a really difficult situation. And one of the things um, that he said was that he um, had a friend who has just brought him to, to church constantly, who's walked with him through some of this stuff. And I just was reminded of those two stories that actually when when we're going through difficult times, it can be so easy to just focus on the things that we're waiting for. But actually, God's called us to to walk alongside each other and to keep encouraging each other and to to get alongside those that he's put around us and keep pointing to Jesus. And I think there's like, um, you know, it talks about love God and love your neighbor as yourself. But I think there's a real um, action and a, a call that Jesus wants us to be people that love our neighbours in the midst of really difficult situations and circumstances and what a beautiful like end as it were and it's only the beginning which is really exciting but both Mark and Lottie um, got baptised last week and now they're on this exciting journey of of faith with Jesus and through stuff that we would never have thought of would in like would have happened God moves and he's working so I just want to encourage you that waiting is doesn't need to be an, a passive thing but it needs it is an active thing and God's calling us to to um to be active um so some of you know me really well some of you not so not so well but I feel like I've been in a season of waiting for like a really long time like lots of stuff that I'm waiting to see God move in um situations salvations in my family where I've just been praying and longing to see people come to faith but it hasn't happened and so it's been a bit of a challenge but I feel like through the the waiting, God is teaching me um, lots of different things and just wanted to share a few of those things now. And then also just to encourage you, I don't know all of you, I don't know what you're walking through, I don't know um, what's going on in your life, but I do know that we serve a God that is a good, good father. He loves you, he wants to walk with you. Not only is waiting um, really hard, but he he knows it, you know, like reminded last week that Jesus died on the cross. He knows what it's like to, to be in difficult situations and circumstances where we don't know what's going to happen or we can't see how God's going to move or how situations will change. So <coughs> I just want to encourage you guys that we serve a re- like a really good God. Um, so some of the things that I've been learning and I want to just encourage you guys with um, is that there is a real beauty in waiting. When we wait on God, um, there is a depth and an intimacy of relationship that's developed through us trusting in God and how we we learn to trust God even when he doesn't answer our prayers, even when he doesn't work situations and circumstances out. And I think there's an there's a real opportunity to praise God to when you get just thinking about like, you know, how many times I was thinking about fasting, actually. Um, so many times like you over the last 40 days, everyone's obviously been fasting, being really holy, giving up lots of different things. Um, but when you give up food for me, I tried food. I was really rubbish at it. I just <laughs> I could not do it. And I was literally thinking about food for the whole day. It was really bad. Um, but the end goal was obviously getting the food and so sometimes that's what it's like isn't it so we're like waiting for things and then for me fasting was like right I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna 
have breakfast and lunch, but I'm going to have dinner. So what am I having for dinner? And what am I going to go? What am I going to have? What's going to be for dessert? Right. And then literally that's what I'm thinking. And then by the time I got to the end of the day, I'd forgotten, like all obviously breakfast and lunch, I'd prayed. But by the end of the day, the end goal was just the food. And so all I was thinking about is, oh my gosh, this food's great. I'm such a great cook. Look at that. And I was just eating really basic stuff, like, you know, but the end goal consumes me. And sometimes I think that's what, what it's like with us. Sometimes we, we feel like we want these things that we're praying for. And I'm, some of the stuff that we're praying for is really serious. And there's lots of, you know, there's heart stuff that goes on and that we're waiting for. But also sometimes I think when we get the thing that we have been praying for, for a really long time, sometimes we can forget and like forget about everything else. And then it just becomes about that thing. And I think God wants to teach us to to actually say, look, actually, I am enough. Like Jesus, I'm enough in all of these um, situations and circumstances. And it's not just like, like me, it wasn't just about the food, but actually it's about the process and the journey of getting there. <clears throat> and, um, you know, praying and trusting God. So I really feel like whilst you're waiting, there's a unique opportunity to praise God. Um, I think when we get to heaven, there's going to be, me and Tom had a nice, interesting discussion about heaven, but that's for another day. But when we get there, it's going to be really good. There's going to be no more pain, no more suffering, no more tears. And I don't think we're going to have the opportunity to praise God in the way that we will on this side of eternity. And I think there's a unique opportunity for us to to learn to praise God, like in the midst of heartache, in the midst of adversity, in the midst of when things are really, really challenging to trust God. And we talked a bit about spiritual warfare before we started Joshua. And I think that's exactly where where the battle is, is like learning to trust God, learning to <clears throat> to praise God through difficult situations. So I just, I think I've been learning that it's a unique opportunity. And I want to encourage you that if you are going through stuff and if you're waiting, it's a unique opportunity to praise God. And as I said, we serve a faithful God and there's just something really powerful in like declaring that God's good in situations that are hard I think there's something really really powerful and it shifts something in you I think as well that's what I've learned as well is that it shifts something in you and then the other thing is that there's always there's always a testimony out of it through the circumstances so as you walk through as you take steps of faith as you do different things um whilst you're waiting for God's promises there's always a testimony and it's just really interesting today like the two families that came up and then everybody that came up with them and I just want to encourage you that this is your like church family this is your church community that God's put you in you've got a testimony and you've got a story to tell and you can encourage each other and the beautiful thing about everyone coming up it was the young and the old, some a little bit older than others. Um, and um, But everyone is walking alongside each other. As the kids grow up, we've got an opportunity to share your faith, share your testimony, point to Jesus, and then also encourage them in their faith. And it's the young and the old together. And I just want to encourage you, we've got, we talked a bit about it as a church, about it being intergenerational, about, you know, getting alongside. We live in a world where lots of kids don't have extended families. They don't have aunties, uncles, grandparents, they don't have cousins, brothers and sisters, dads, uncles, you know, everything. But we have a unique opportunity as a church to get alongside each other, to stand with each other. And your testimony, whatever you've gone through um, and going through, can be a place where you can point to Jesus and share your story and encourage others to, to follow Jesus as well and to spur each other on. So 
So yeah, so those are the sort of um, the things that I think you learn whilst you're waiting. But how can we wait? And I think the reason we can wait is because we have a hope. If we go to verses 24, it says that for this hope we have been saved. And it's not a hope that's seen, but it's a hope that's unseen. But because we have this hope, we can wait for it with patience. And our hope is in Jesus. We think back to the um, back to the Old Testament, to Joshua, to the sacrifice, to the, the fact that life before Jesus was um, going to the high priest and having a sacrifice and then getting into God's presence. Thankfully, Jesus has gone on the cross. He's died for us. He's taken the sin of the world, which means that's present, future, past, present and future. And it means that we can have him living in us. What an amazing thing that the God of the universe lives in us, that he is in us. And because of Jesus, we can come before the throne of God because of his sacrifice um, and taking the sin of the world. So we can come into his presence and we know that that's the hope. So it says, I'm just going to read a few verses, but in Romans, so we have a hope in Jesus and then there's a future hope of eternity. And what happens with when we have hope? Romans 15 verse 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. What an amazing thing. As we have hope in Jesus, we can know peace and joy by the power of the Holy Spirit and we can abound in hope. That means we can walk around and be hopeful in the midst of this waiting season. Romans 12 verses 12 says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Again, as we rejoice in the hope of Jesus, we can be patient as we're walking through challenges of life, as we're waiting for God's promises to be revealed, for God's power to move and to break through into situations. And it says, and then be constant in prayer. And again, that's a, a thing that we're not going to have. don't think we're going to be praying in the same way in eternity. But I think when we're here, we have this opportunity and I'll never understand it because I think, God, you can just move like you don't have to have us pray for situations or circumstances. You can just move. You can save people. You can pour out your Holy Spirit. You don't need us. But there's this beautiful thing that he wants to take us on this journey with him. He wants us to be co-heirs. He wants us to be part of that journey and us praying, coming before God. We have the power to change situations and circumstances. And for me, that's just like such a beautiful thing. Like when we all gather together and pray, the 40 days of prayers, having the encounter evenings, the prayer meetings, we're changing. I don't know how it works. So I have to speak to Tom about this. Um, he's the, <laughs> the one that knows all. Um, but I don't know how it works because obviously he's sovereign. He's, you know, predestined and I, but I know that when we pray, it changes the atmosphere, it changes situations and it changes circumstances. So we have this opportunity to pray and to, to make changes, to see God move in ways that we, we couldn't have even imagined. So as we rejoice in, his, in this hope that we have in Jesus, we can be patient in tribulation, but we can also be constant in prayer and we can change situations and circumstances that are, we're facing Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, but the convictions of things not seen. Um, I always think this verse, I just love this verse, but um, I always think like, how does, yeah, again, how does it work? Um, 
But faith is the assurance of things hoped for, but the conviction of things not seen. So sometimes I think you can think, oh, like, you know, people have this faith of stuff that you can't see how God's going to work it out or situations are going to change. But it's assurance in the hope. It's the hope of Jesus that we we put our hope in. And that's where our assurance is. It's not in the things that we can see. And just we know that God is always moving and he's always at work. And then it's just such a beautiful verse that actually we can hope in Jesus and not for things that we have seen, but things that we've not seen. So I, so I just want to encourage you. Sometimes I've had situations and circumstances where I'm hoping and I'm praying for stuff. And I'll probably I'll share it with people. And sometimes the reaction's great. Come on, they've got faith for it. And then sometimes the, the reaction is, oh, you know, well, this has happened. This has happened. It's like, you know, I want to just encourage you guys as a community, get along, like have faith. I think Claire shared in the quiet communications with Chris. Chris is not well and he's in hospital. And I, it is really hard because you you don't know sometimes God doesn't heal. He doesn't break into situations. He doesn't do things the way we hope that he would. But I just want to encourage you, have faith to stand with those. If someone has faith to believe in those situations or circumstances that they're praying for, let's stand with them in faith. Let's not, you know, kind of, oh, no, that's never going to happen that way. You know, there's so we can we can rationalize it, but we serve a God of the impossible. So let's stand with each other in faith for things that people are hoping for and it's unseen yet. And let's be a people of faith that trust that God can move, even though um, the situation looks impossible. But then also don't just leave it there, but walk with those people when things don't work out, you know, quite as hoped um, and quite as we would have liked it to. So, yeah, just want to encourage you with each other as well. And then Isaiah 40 verses 31 says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount on wings like eagle. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And again, that's just, again, and not on a, a, a passive verse. It's a, it's a verse that calls us to, to action. It says that we shall mount on wings like eagles we shall run and not grow weary we shall walk and not go faint grow faint and as we're waiting and as we're going through these situations and circumstances I just want to um encourage you that there is a a walking where you don't feel faint there is a soaring with Jesus where you don't feel weary and it's because we put our hope in Jesus it's not because we hope in the things of the world but it's the hope that is in Jesus so Let's yeah, let's be a people who continue to trust God, who depend on him and put all of our hope in Jesus as we walk through these difficult um, situations. And just be reminded that those verses, as we give, as we put our hope in Jesus, as we're waiting, as we're taking steps of faith, God can give us joy and peace. And for some of us, that verse that we read right at the beginning, it says that creation is longing for the revealing of, of Christ. And I guess for some of us, the, the, the road may have been weary and maybe the, in reality, we're sort of waiting for eternity because it's been really challenging and it's been really difficult. But it says, there's also that verse to say that to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And I think we need to, to hold on to that, that actually there is a future hope that where it says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no um, heart can even imagine the things that God has got in store for us. And whilst for me, Sometimes it's a bit scary when you think about eternity because I can't get my head around forever um, what that's going to look like. I know that God is good and that he's got something better than we could ever imagine. 
um, for us in eternity. So, yeah, so let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and fixed on the future hope. And I just want to encourage you, one of the things that I've learned in this kind of waiting season as well <clears throat> is around like just trusting God's will, trusting his timing, trusting that he is in control. Um, the last bit of that verse, it says, um, it work, God works all things together for his purposes. Um, anyone, I just like to, I'm a bit of a fixer. When there's a problem, I just think, oh, okay. Although I can fix other people's problems, but when it comes to my own, I'm like <laughs> a little bit more, a bit more challenging, um, especially my DIY problems. I like have to call on multiple different people to to help I have like I have a like a list of things I need to do and I think it through but then when it comes to executing it I'm a little bit like what if I do it wrong what if it's just not the right way so I just need someone to bounce ideas off of how it's gonna work but yeah so I'm a bit of a fixer and isn't that what we can all be like I'm just reminded of that story of Sarah and Abraham where God promised him that he would be the father of many nations, that his descendants would outnumber the, the stars. Don't we sometimes get to those, those points where you can't see how God's going to move, how he's going to work it out, how he's going to, you know, make these things happen. So we take our problems into our own hands. We kind of come up with our own solutions. We try to fix it. We try to, yeah, right, if I did this, this this will happen, and then this will happen, and then we, you know, take it into our into our own hands. So Abraham... He um, slept with Hagar. They had a son, Ishmael. And they and Sarah, the other thing I was, when I was reading the story, I was like, Sarah laughed. And isn't that sometimes what we're like when God says stuff to us? And he promises. And then we look at the situation that is unchanged and hasn't um, shifted for years sometimes. And we can laugh, can't we? We can get to the point where we're just like, it's never going to happen, God. Okay. We tr yeah, we'll keep trusting you. Um, so I just want to, yeah, just talking about God's will, like hold things loosely. Someone taught me that a long time ago and just going to God just with everything held loosely before him. We don't know God's plans and purposes. So he's got, this isn't that, there's a verse that says that he's created, we are created as God's masterpiece for good works, which he's prepared for us a long time ago. We don't all know what it's going to look like. We don't all know. But I also believe that he puts desires and things in our hearts. He think that he wants us to do. So those things aren't bad. They're from God. But sometimes they don't work out quite just how we had hoped or planned. So I just want to encourage you to hold those things loosely. Go before God and say, look, God, isn't it? So we sometimes go before God and we say, this is what I want to do. These are the things that I want you to do in my life. But I feel like there's a... Um, a surrender in saying, God, these are all the things that I've got on my heart. These are all the things that I want you to do, I want you to move in. But I want to also, on this side, just be in your perfect will. I want to walk in obedience. I want to to know what you've got in store for me. So come before God. Don't try to hold on to things, but just come before loosely um, and surrender them to God. Surrender to God's will. And I really like, I've learned it and it's hard. And sometimes you think, okay, but God is such a creative God. He's beautiful. He loves you. He's got good plans for you. And sometimes the plans don't work out like you'd hoped. And there's like things that happen, but they're amazing. And they work out in ways that you just never would have imagined. And just thinking back for this last year, it's been like a challenging year for myself, but 
the things that I've learned, the things that I've been through with God, the opportunities I've had, like seeing Amanda reminds me of like my manager because she works closely with my manager. But I had an opportunity to go to Sweden to work from home for three months and it's just never heard of in, you know, God can open up doors which you would never have imagined or dreamed is possible. So just want to trust, just want to encourage you to, to just hold things loosely before God. Go to him with everything. He's a God that can handle your honesty. He's like, he's a bit hardy. He created the universe. He's holding things into in place. He can handle you, you know, having an emotional day, having a shout at him. The Psalms are just painted with pictures of of David and other people speaking of their pain, of their, their suffering, but they come back to a point of declaring that God is good, that he is still faithful um, and that he has good plans. And it's better to trust in God than it is to trust in, in our plans. <clears throat> right, so coming into land, as people say. Yeah. Ooh, that's funny. Um, so as we um, come to the end, there's one more verse I'm just going to read. Um, I just want you to to land with with faith. I've talked a bit about it, about having faith and seeing what God's going to do. But God is on the move. Like if you look around, speak to people that are in your community, are in CCC, God is on the move. And I like this does not happen all the time. I've been, as I said, I've been around in Medway Family Church. There was years that it was just us in this small building. Like we were praying you know, thankfully, Adam and Susie have always had prayer on their hearts. And we've been praying for years, but we have not seen the season that we're in before. And this is so exciting. I'm like so excited to see God move, hearing about the baptisms, hearing um, about the harvest teams, Rhonda and that going out on the streets. There's harvest teams happening across all the communities. God is moving in Jasper Cafe. He's moving in Connect. He's moving with the kids. He's moving with the the youth. Like he's moving with you. Oh my gosh! Like God is on the move, and it's so exciting. In the midst of all the hardship, all the things that we're waiting for, we are seeing like people baptized, and we know that when God meets with people, their lives are changed. Their their lives are changed and transformed. And when Jesus meets with you, an encounter with the King changes everything. And so I want you to just be expectant in the midst of stuff that you're waiting for, in the midst of things where you're like, oh God, I'd like you to just do it this way. I'd like, don't limit what he can use you in, in this season. Don't limit what he can do in you. It could be that you're, you know, a bit older and you're thinking, God, I don't know what, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how you're going to work it out. <coughs> Sorry, I've got a bit of a cough as well. Um, but I want you to to be expectant, he's just working and he can use you. And um, one of the quick stories um, that I was thinking is like, just to trust God's timing. Sometimes we're so um, wanting God to move quickly and we want God to like get us to the point where right, we're getting to the destination. I felt like God say, this is, it's all about the journey. It really is. It's all about the journey. It's about knowing God more, learning to be more like Jesus. And um, one of the things that that happened. I was, as again, I sort of said, I was trying to get out of Medway. So I was always been applying for lots of other jobs, but God always provided jobs in Medway. So I was like, okay, that's another funny story for another day. But um, <laughs> and one of the things though that people said to me when I was um, a bit earlier in my career, they said, you, you know, you're young. I'm still young. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and um, 
they were like, you're young, you can move, go to London. It's all happening in London. Like go to like one of the big hospitals. And it was good because they were encouraging me. But I really felt like God said, this is not the right time. It's not the right season. It's not the right time to go. And it was, it was really challenging at work. <laughs> Those that know me, it was a really challenging season at work. And and I just thought it is true. Really, the easy thing would just be to get out of this place, but I felt like God said it was. It just wasn't the right time. And thankfully, the story is amazing. How God's just opened up opportunities. The role I'm in, all of that stuff is just amazing now. But at that point, there was a job that was in Medway that God had just like provided for me. But it was in that time that I got it. Um, there was loads of stuff that happened. I won't go because I haven't got loads of time. I, haven't got, I won't go into all the details. But basically, if I had left sooner, people, I, there was, and it's not me, and it's just pointing to Jesus, but there was opportunities that I had to speak to my colleagues. And one of my friends, I, it happened after I left, but we, she, I was used to listen to worship music just whilst I was um, at work and just going through all my emails and stuff. So I just had it on. And she came and she was like, can, you, can I listen to it? So she borrowed my headphones. And then she listened to this song and she loved the song. And then she went home and started like listening to it over and over again. And then after I left, so then we had those moments where she listened to worship and then I didn't know what God was doing. And then a few weeks later, after I left, she said, oh, can I come to your church? I was like, yeah, why not? Everyone's welcome. Come along. And then she became a Christian. And the amazing thing is I was, my, my plan was... God, can you get me out of here? Like, I want to leave. Searching for all these opportunities. But the job I got meant that I had to wait a little bit longer before I left. But because I waited that little bit longer, I had the opportunity to talk to her. And, I yeah, she's, I think she's going to another church and she's still walking with God. So thank God for that. But <clears throat> sometimes we miss those opportunities when we rush, when we're just thinking, God, get us to our destination. So just want to encourage you that it is about the journey as well. So. I will stop in a minute. Um, so the verse I'm just going to read, it says, actually, I'm going to read it from my Bible because I can, don't miss the other bits. It's, I love this verse as well. It's Hebrews 10, verses 23, but it's a bit before as well. It's, I'm going to read it from verse 19. It says, therefore, brothers, since we have the, have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that was opened up for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from the evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who has promised is faithful so I just want to encourage you guys to to hold fast to hold fast to Jesus we have been um, washed clean by the blood of Jesus it's, it says that we have a full assurance because our hearts have been sprinkled clean because of what Jesus did on the cross so hold fast to Jesus trust his will trust his timing trust that he has got a plan and a purpose for your life. And then just be reminded that he who has promised is faithful. We serve a faithful God. If you're waiting for stuff, if you're waiting for things to happen, um, we serve a faithful God. We might not work it out like how we hoped or how we want it to work out, but we serve a faithful God. And I 
just wanted to, there's a bit of a response. Um, I just want to say, I know that it could probably is, some of it's not easy. Some of it's like, can be quite challenging. And I just felt as well that God wants to say like, he can handle your pain and disappointment. He wants you to to come before him and just um, to be honest with what's going on. So, so I just want to encourage you to come before God as we go into a time of worship, to pray and just be, hold loosely all the things that God's promised to you, surrender to his timing, um, his will. Also, just ask him, what is it the thing, what are the things, what are the active things that he wants you to be doing in this time of and season of waiting and to process your um, pain and disappointment with him? So I'm just going to read that um, verse again. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who is promised is faithful. Thank you for having me. I'll hand over to Mark. Yeah.